Hi, Peter Walker here and welcome to today's edition of The Transition Guy. Now, joining me today in the studio is Ray Warner, who is a life after loss coach. Welcome, Ray. Thank you, Peter. Thank you for having me. And I think today's going to be a really fascinating topic because probably there's very few people in this pandemic over the last two years across the globe that hasn't sort of experienced some form of loss, whether it's loss in freedom, loss in loved ones, loss in income. There's been loads of loss. But very often what people don't necessarily sort of attribute is how that loss, whether conscious or unconscious, impacts their mental state. Now, this is the kind of work that you do. And you've been one of the, well, one of the few people that I've spoken to that really experienced probably one of the worst kind of losses at such an early age. Yeah, when I was 22, uh, I suddenly lost my first wife. Uh, she had just given birth to our, our daughter a month prior to that, and she passed away. Uh, back then, they didn't even have a name for it, but now they call it uh, sudden unexplained death from epilepsy, SUDEP. And that's what it was that, that caused her to pass. And you must have, that must have stuck you on a journey of learning to deal with stress. Now, none of us are really built to deal with grief, are we? No, not, I mean, it, grief is not something that people talk about in this day and age. Even it's, it's one of those still taboo subjects, which is a shame because the more we talk about it, the more open we are about it, the more people can heal because it's, it's stuffing it down. That's what makes it harder to heal. Why do you think we don't talk about it these days still? People are afraid of death. People are afraid of dying. And also, they don't know necessarily what to say. It's, it makes people uncomfortable to, to see people, uh, other people being vulnerable and crying and upset. So they just try to avoid it as much as they can. And I suppose there's other things as well. That's just not death. Uh, people avoid awkward situations, I suppose. In general, yes. That's what, and this is one of the more awkward ones is because a lot of people, especially if they haven't experienced it, they don't know what to say or how to act or how to even talk about uh, this around people who have experienced loss. Maybe that is something that could be taught at schools, maybe going forward. That wouldn't be a bad thing. Prepare people for these kind of eventualities because it's a certainty. That's for yeah. sure. And death is one kind of loss. And People have lost a lot of loved ones during this pandemic, and that naturally has an impact on them, and probably has a huge impact on the workplace as well. But during this whole pandemic, there's been other forms of losses that perhaps people don't speak about, or people are too embarrassed to speak about. Because actually, if it's not someone that's died, why should I be grieving? Yeah, a lot of times it's not recognized that any loss is grieved. All That's what grief is. It's reacting to a loss and not necessarily a death. It's losing a job, losing your income, losing your ability to move about the country, moving or losing pets. That's still a death, yes, but any kind of loss, heck, your sports team loses the big game. That can be grief too, depending on how big you are into the sports team. 
Yeah, I think the team that I follow in the UK, they've had such a bad sort of 20 or 30 years, I've kind of become seriously conditioned to that. So I'm okay, my grief conditioning in that respect is working <laughs> truly hardened. <laughs> Same with me and my NFL football team hasn't won or even gotten close in my lifetime. <laughs> but that's an interesting fact, isn't it? That actually when you learn to deal with that grief, you're able to then move forward. But there's a lot of unspoken grief right now, especially, and I've noticed it a lot with entrepreneurs. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of what I do is, okay, so you've had the grief, you've had the event. Now, how do I move forward past this? How do I basically put my life back together and refocus on what my vision is or even create a new vision? Because here's another thing to, to grieve is the vision of what you saw your life being before the loss. So that's a lot of what I do is, is focusing on a vision or creating a new vision and then creating steps on how to pull yourself up, up out of the, the grief and move on and create that new life. The second level, second step of life, for sure. And do you think it's fair to say there's a lot of people out there that are in the proverbial waiting room? Yeah, waiting room is a good way of putting it because that for, that's the what it was for me was for a long time it was like okay, either I was waiting to die because I felt like that, or I was waiting. Okay, what's next? What's life is going to happen to me instead of for me? Which is that's really the responsible way of talking about it is taking responsibility for your own life. Life happens for me, and how can I create something out of whatever happens? So how do we help people get out of that state? Because I've seen it a lot with entrepreneurs where they're not making decisions moving forward. They're waiting for this life to return back to normal. But I don't see that normality ever returning to what we may have experienced or what mm -hmm. we may have known pre-pandemic. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really taking control of your life. It's the, the victim conversation of all of this stuff has happened to me, all of these changes, nothing's ever going to come back the way it was, to I am the sole and uncontested author of my life. I am sourced for what I want to create in the world. This is what the external world is now. What can I create using that? What can I, what new vision that's still aligned with what I wanted, but maybe looks a little different, can I come up with? And that's really what it comes down to is refocusing on what do you want and why do you want it? The how can be shifted. It's what do you want? Find a way to get there. Maybe that's a challenge, isn't it? A lot of people have either lost the what is it they want because they're focusing on what they don't want. Mm -hmm. And I've seen quite a bit of that, focusing on all the stuff they don't want, not what they do want. Or in all fairness, they're too scared to make the shift because they don't know how to make the shift. They've probably grew up and there's some businesses, uh, there's some industries that have sort of, they haven't really moved to be fair with you and change in over 40 to 50 years. And if you're that heavily conditioned in that marketplace and that mindset for such a long period of time, I can imagine it must be absolutely petrifying not, not even being able to think about different possibilities, let alone act upon them. 
Yeah, I mean, it, and it there's history actually shows a lot of examples of companies who are so stuck in the old way of doing things that they don't shift and they lose out. Kodak is a perfect example. Kodak that that really lost the the ship, missed the ship on digital cameras. They were stuck in their old ways of film and they lost out and now look where they are compared to where they used to be. That's yeah, a, a small example. Well, Blockbuster is another great example that really exactly. kind of shows that they were waiting, hoping that people would still come in on a Friday to get their DVDs for the weekend. And actually, as people became more, and I say more comfortable with the whole digital sphere and actually getting your movies online, that business dropped because it became a convenience. Exactly, yeah. So what would be the first steps you think in terms of, okay, well, I'm stuck where I am. Well, let's go back before you take any first steps. What are the key sort of indicators that would absolutely highlight that somebody themselves are actually grieving and they may not even realize it? Grieving. If one of the big things that people might notice, or if they're, if they feel stuck, they're spinning their wheels they feel like every day is the same over and over again, depending on how bad the grief is, it may lean more a lot towards depression symptoms, not wanting to get up out of bed, not wanting to do anything, not wanting to go out, not wanting to see people. Um, depends on how bad it is, but it's really being focused on that one event so much that everything else is, is gone, is blocked out. And that's happening right now. And most physicians will prescribe you a pill and mm -hmm. say, take these antidepressants and you'll be okay, which is actually dealing with the symptom, not the cause. Not the cause. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what we're used to is here, take a pill and instead of taking action. So people are feeling that sort of those depression sort of indicators, whether they can't get up, they're feeling lethargic, they've lost their motivation. That's a good place to start, really. Actually get some help in dealing with that depression because it's going to be really hard to change your state and think positively and try to rework what you want to do going forward when you're stuck in that really sort of bad place, right? Yeah, and that's the important thing It's of moving forward is first recognizing this is where I'm at. Okay, I've, I've had this issue, I've had this loss, I've been focused on it too much. Okay, I'm done with that. Once they realize that this is where they're at and they recognize it, they can then choose to move forward. Some people choose not to, and life is a choice. Everything in life is a choice. But once they they choose to move forward, that's when they get to, okay, sometimes a lot of people are like, now what? I've done all of this the same way. Now what? That's where I, I go in and say, okay, what do you want? And, and it's really, it's an exercise from there. What do you really want? And then when I do the, what, why do you want it part? Ask like five or seven times to get to the real core and of the why. It's like, what do you want that? Why is that important? And why is that important? Just to get to that core. And then now, they can move forward from that. Now it is okay to perhaps not deal with this on your own and actually to enlist the help of a professional I'm a very big oh. advocate of, well, you see people going and getting a personal trainer for the gym or they'll get a nutritionist to help them with their food. 
However, when you think about it, the brain's probably one of the most important organs that we have. And I'm a big fan of having a sort of psychotherapist, a really solid head professional in your own camp, helping you deal with the stresses of day-to-day life. And I would say definitely it's more complex today than it was 40 or 50 years ago. What's your take on that? I I agree. Uh, Coaching, therapy, having somebody to support you is vital. You can't do it all yourself. In fact, one of the things I always say is the camera can't film itself. You can't see your own blind spots. You can't see other people can see things that you can't see. And they can give you, they can sometimes just repeat what you are saying in a way that's just a little different that you can hear it differently. I will always recommend coaching, therapy, whatever is the difference between therapy and coaching. Therapy is looking at the past, dealing with the past, overcoming, working through the issues in the past. And coaching is looking forward. How do I want to move forward? How do I want to create something different in my life now that this change has happened? And it's a way of, of keeping you accountable and giving you new ideas and ways to, of bouncing the ideas off of you. And pulling it out of your own knowledge, too, because a lot of times, you know, we all have the knowledge within us. We just need someone else to say, you know, don't you know this? And they just ask a question in the right way or repeat something you said. And it's like, you see, you can almost see the light go on above their head. Like, aha, you're right. And then they realize something that they already knew all along. I mean, the reality is when people are in their day and day life and they're so busy sort of and they're sort of against it day in, day out. I suppose you become too close to it and you can't see the wood from the trees. Exactly, yeah. And it's always and it's always solid to have an external third-party perspective that mm-hmm. really has no axe to grind and can really give it to you as it is, not perhaps mm-hmm. as we would like to see it. Yeah, I mean, everybody, all the, the big names have coaches. Michael Jordan had Phil Jackson. Tony Robbins has seven coaches or at least so coaching is vital you know what that's it okay people say well tony robbins can afford it and i and I get where they're coming from however the important bit is actually he's working on various aspects of his life that will help move him forward and avoid him being held back mm-hmm. whereas okay. supposedly most people are conditioned with the fact well this is what i've been given there's not very much i can do about it However, there is everything you can do about it. Yeah, that comes back to that. Yeah, that that comes back to that. I am the sole and uncontested author of my life. I am source. I create the life that I want. This isn't manifestation. This is taking responsibility for your life instead of being a victim to what comes at you. And for everyone sort of tuning in today, I'll take that really on board and say to yourself, okay, you take some of these top performers out there, And you've got to look who's in their camp, who's helping them. And they never got to where they got to originally without making changes in their life and actually making choices who's going to help them get there. And I think more people need to do that. And it doesn't have to be necessarily expensive. There are people out there that will fit all budgets and have all expertise. And in fact, you can do a lot of great learning yourself. I mean, we talk about a thing about vulnerability well Brene Brown's got some fantastic resources online for free 
before you even go and buy her book. But I suppose it's just making that choice now and going to say, well, I won't allow my past to dictate my future. Yeah, yeah, and that's exactly it. It's taking the bull by the horns and making the life that you want, creating that life that you're looking for. And if it changes, then find someone to help you make the shift so you can move forward. Yep. Wonderful. So if people want to know more about you and connect with you and sort of learn more about what you do, what's the best way to do that, Ray? Well, my website is www.raywarnercoaching.com. And I can also be found on Facebook under just search my name, Ray Warner, and uh, you can find me there. Brilliant. Have you got any parting comments for the audience today, given the situation we're in? I, I just want to remind people that this life that we're in, we only have one life and you get to make of it what you want to make of it. You can't wait for things to happen to you. You get to go out there and make it happen for yourself. If there's something you want, go out and get it. Don't just sit there and wait for it to, to come to you because it's not gonna. Your life, your, the, your dream life will not come to you. You have to go out and get it. So take control. Don't allow yourself to be a victim and make the best out of the one life that you have. Exactly. Brilliant. If anything's resonated with you today and you want a bit more information, you maybe want to talk about the topic in more detail, head over to balker.com and get in touch. If you love today's episode, I'd love you to subscribe, please. So you don't miss any future episodes, share it with others that may benefit. Once again, thank you very much for tuning into today's episode. And remember, failing to learn is learning to fail. Please stay safe. Ray, thank you for being such an awesome guest. 